Good evening, First Presbyterian Church, and welcome to yet another strange event in this year of strange events. Tonight, we are getting together for a time to meditate on Ash Wednesday and the beginning of Lent. And I've got to say that in the years of my pastoral experience, this is going to be an experience like I've never had before, and I think probably like you've never had before. Tonight, because of the inclement weather, we're having to get together in this virtual format. We're here live streaming, which is not, of course, the way that any of us would like to do our Ash Wednesday service. But it is the way that we're going to do it, because Ash Wednesday and the beginning of the season of Lent is just too important for us to skip. It's too important for us to cancel, and it's too important for us to just forget about it and say that, well, it's not a big deal. And so today, tonight, we're going to come together and we're going to, in a sense, make the best of a difficult situation. We're going to make the best of the technology that we have. We're going to make, a, make the best of the time that we have. And we're going to receive the best from the Lord who loves us and has called us into worship and reflection in this time of, the, of Lent. So if you're with me, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you are able to watch this broadcast tonight, I'd love to get a text from you. I'd love to get an email from you. I'd just love to know you're out there. It's really strange to be here in my study looking at a screen and not seeing any of you, especially on this night when we usually come together to really talk about the deep things of God. And so I just hope that you'll not only reach out to me, but reach out to one another and and let everybody else out there know that we are going through this together, even though we seem so far apart. I want to begin tonight by reminding us all that the reason we're not getting together tonight is because of the inclement weather. And that means that there are lots of people who are still without power, who are without water, and frankly are in a very difficult situation. We want to pray for them tonight, not just for those who have lost their power and water temporarily, but we want to pray for all those tonight for whom that's a more permanent condition, for whom homelessness and that kind of deprivation, that kind of going without is, is an everyday thing. And so as we go through our service tonight, we want to remember that, that we are, we're blessed to be able to get together like this. And if you are just watching this uh, as a recording, if you're not seeing it right now as I'm doing this live, but you're seeing it later as uh, as your power is restored, we want you to know that we are praying for you. We are praying that God will not only restore your power and your water, but that will also restore your spirit, because I think that's what's really being stressed with all of us right now. So again, welcome to this First Presbyterian Church short Ash Wednesday service and meditation. I hope that you will enjoy uh, this time together, and I hope that together we can dig deeply into the promises of Ash Wednesday, Lent, and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in his passion, in his death, and his resurrection. So let me begin by reading these words from Psalm 139. If you have your Bible with me with you, this is Psalm 139, and it's verses 1 through 4. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, 
you know it all together. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we come together in a season of strange things, in a season of unusual uh, unusual events and unexpected challenges, we are perhaps more ready, more aware of our need and and more eager to celebrate your death and resurrection than we ever have been before. Just a few short weeks we celebrated a, a few short weeks ago we celebrated Christmas. And in that season, you reminded us that that your your brightest promises come in our darkest moments. Well, Lord, we need more of that bright light tonight, especially as we consider the darkness that we struggle with every day, not just because of bad weather or because of politics or because of a pandemic, but but Lord, we struggle with sin every day. We struggle with challenges of fear every day. We struggle with anger every day. And we struggle with all of these things, frankly, that that keep us distant from you and from one another. So Lord, as we come into this Ash Wednesday service tonight, we ask that you will that you will engage us, that you will invigorate us. And even though we're separated, Lord, that you would, we ask that you would bring us together in fellowship by the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Of course, Lent is a season of reflection and remembrance. It's a time for us to come together to prepare ourselves for Easter as we celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. These 40 days of Lent were established by the early church as a way to intentionally reflect and remember the things that that Christ has done for us and why we need him. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the 175th anniversary of First Presbyterian Church's ministry in San Antonio. So this is a year of history. It's a year of remembrance. It's a year of reflection for us already. But as we hone in on the season of Lent, we need to take this special time to do some special reflection and to consider what Christ has called us to do. And as we've been studying over the last few weeks, the book of Mark, I want to turn again to a passage that we read just just a, a few weeks ago. It's from Mark chapter one. It's the story of Jesus beginning his ministry And it begins in verse 14. I'm just going to read a couple of verses here. It says, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. Let us pray. O Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amidst the many changing words of our generation, speak to us your eternal word that does not change. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. For it is in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. In those verses that I just read and that we read together, Jesus lays out his program. He comes in to say that, As he comes into his public ministry, I'm here to proclaim the good news of God. I'm here to call you to believe it, and I'm here to call you to repent. Lent is a season of repentance. That means that it's a time for us to consider 
how we have turned away from God and intentionally turn around and face him and walk toward him. Lent is a time to consider how we have turned aside from him, how we have fallen away from him, how we have gotten distracted from him, and perhaps how possibly we've even just ignored him. And so as we come together for Lent tonight, I want to explore this word repentance and understand that repentance is impossible without memory. Repentance is impossible without reflection. You hear a lot of people saying, well, today, let's just move on. Let's just move forward and forget that sometimes that an important part of healing is going back and understanding what caused hurts and what caused distractions and what caused anger in the first place. And so as we begin this season of Lent with Ash Wednesday this evening, I want us to think about what it means to remember and what we are called to remember during this time of preparation for Easter. But as we do that, I want to I want to share with you something. Um, a few weeks ago, I was in my car and I just heard a commercial that came on the radio and the radio uh, was advertising this. This company was at, advertising a company called Legacy Box and Legacy Box, as you may know, is a company that takes all of your old pictures. It takes all of your old slides, your old VHS tapes, your old uh, your old videotapes, home movies, Super 8, whatever it is. It takes all that stuff and they send you a box and you put it in this box and you send it back to them. And when you do that, they take all of those pictures, they take all of those slides, they take all of those home movies and they put them on a digital format, meaning they put them on a, a thumb drive or they put them on a, a, a DVD or they put them on something so that you can watch them on your computer so that you'll actually take a look at them instead of just keeping all those old pictures in a drawer or keeping those old videotapes in a camera bag because you just don't have the equipment to watch them anymore. But this legacy box to me just kind of sparked some ideas, especially as we're moving through this season of Lent and moving through this season of Lent during our 175th anniversary. It helped me to remember just how important memory is. It also made me think that, you know, all of us have a memory box, whether we've ever used that company or not. All of us have a, a box full of experiences, a box full of memories, a box full of joys, and frankly, a box full of pains. And tonight I wanted to talk to you about repentance as it relates to this box, this box of all of our stuff and, and how we are to use this next 40, 40 days to, to focus in on repentance and moving toward Jesus Christ. First of all, this box is an illustration. I had to put this together with things that I found around the house. So I hope that you'll forgive me if it seems a little bit uh, amateur, if it seems a little bit uh, thrown together. But as I was thinking about each of our lives, as I was thinking about my own life, honestly, I started to ask myself the question, what are the things that I need to be thinking about during Lent? What does repent mean for me? And for me, repentance means remembering all of those ways that I need Jesus, all those reasons that I need Jesus. One of the things that the book of Romans tells us is that we are all sinners and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. 
Isaiah reminds us that we are all like sheep who have gone astray. We've all turned to our own way. And as I open my memory box, I, I remember that, you know, whenever I look in this box, I see that there's a lot of junk. A lot of junk that just keeps me from spending the time that I need to spend with Jesus Christ. Spending the time I need to spend with the people that I love, loving them. And spending time with the people that I don't know, but whom God has called my neighbors. I mean, this book, this box is full of all kinds of stuff. It's full of distractions. It's full of, of bad memories. It's full of anger. It's full of, gosh, disagreements. It's full of hurts. It's full of fears, especially this year during a pandemic. It's full of all kinds of stuff. And, and when you look at it, when I collect all of these things and I keep them in my box, there's just, there's really not room for anything else. And when I realize that my, that my legacy box, my memory box is, is so full of these distractions, these fears, these hurts, these angers, these problems, these sins, this guilt, I realize that there's not a whole lot of room for anything else. And Lent is a season for us to remember these things, but not just to remember them, to dwell on them, but to remember them, to identify them, to remember them, then to put them aside, to get rid of them. Of course, I can't do that by myself. It's only by the grace of God in Jesus Christ that I can get rid of all this stuff that keeps me distracted and keeps me uh, keeps me tied up in a lot of different ways. But the first thing that I believe Lent challenges us to remember is that we need Jesus Christ because we have all this stuff in our lives. Fears, angers, hurts, guilt. We need Jesus Christ. I would challenge any of us to consider that we don't have a box full of these things. And I want to ask you, do these things, your fears, your hurts, your angers, your past sins, your guilt, do they ever affect, uh, ever affect your relationships? Do they ever get in the way of the things you want to do? Do they ever distract you from the people that you know you would rather give more to rather than less? So the first thing that Lent begs us to remember in our journey of repentance is to remember, remember all those things that clutter our box. But that's not all that Lent is about. It's not just about remembering our own problems and remembering how much we need Jesus. It's also about remembering his suffering for us. We remember that Jesus not only gave his life for us on the cross, but we remember that 33 years before that, God took on flesh. He became one of us. He became a person. He got down in the mud and the blood and the mess and the stress so that we would understand that he understands our hurts, that he understands our challenges, that he understands our joys, that he understands our loves, all of those things that make us people. But he also came to show us a new way, a way that aligns with the Father, a way that that draws us closer to him to God, to our Heavenly Father, and to one another. And so we come to Lent to remember the suffering of Jesus, that, that in his suffering, he showed us a way to live 
that draws us closer to God and one another. Of course, the key to his suffering was what he did for us on the cross. On the cross, Jesus Christ took the nails that we deserved. He took the death that we could never endure. And he suffered for our sake so that he could carry the penalty that we could never carry for ourselves. And so as we come into Lent, it's critical that we not only remember our own needs, because a lot of times we are all about remembering our our own needs, but we have to remember the suffering of Jesus Christ. Because, Because of these needs, Jesus Christ suffered on our behalf. And he who had no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. And so as we are during this Lenten season, as we're emptying out the garbage, the junk, all the stuff that clutters our legacy box, I want us to also put in something that reminds us of the suffering of Jesus for our sake. Remember, God proved his amazing love for us in this way. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ took his body and allowed it to be nailed to the cross so that we might be dead to sin and alive to all that is good. And so as we empty out that that bitterness, that painful, that brokenness legacy, we need to start filling it with the positive legacy of the passion of Jesus Christ. And so we remember the suffering of Christ. But we also remember the promises of God. That's the other thing I want to put in my legacy box. Not just to remember the suffering of Christ, but to remember the promises of God. As we reflect, as we remember during this Lent, it's so important for us to go into this season remembering that it's not just that, that we have this huge sin burden that Jesus has has lifted from us. It's also that we remember that God loves us. If we remember John 3.16, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever lives and believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We all know John 3.16, but we also know John 3.17, that he did not come to destroy the world, but that the world might be saved through him. That's a promise. God did not send his son simply to remind us of our sins and to punish us for our sins and to, and just watch him suffer, put, his, put us in a position to watch him suffer for our sins. He came with his grace to show us how much he loves us. And it's in his word, it's with these promises that we have to fill our lives this Lenten season. We want to fill up this box with his promises. Not just the remembrance, not just the memory of Christ's suffering, but we want to fill it with the understanding that God loves us. We want to remember that according to to the Psalms, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We want to remember with Joshua that God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We want to remember that God said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. We want to remember that he loves us more than we will ever understand, that he separates his our sins from us as far as east is from west. And we want to remember what Jesus Christ said just before he ascended into heaven. He said, 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, Lo, I am with you even until the end of the age. Those are the things we want to remember during this Lenten season. It's not just about giving up chocolate. It's not just about, about depriving yourself of some candy or treat or of some habit. It's about remembering what he has done for us. It's about remembering that we really need him and he has removed that junk from our lives. It is about remembering that he has suffered for our sake so that we might be dead to sin and alive to all that is good. And it's about remembering his promises. It's about remembering that he will never leave us nor forsake us. It's about remembering that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that there is nothing that you can do to make him stop loving you. Because neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things past, nor things present, nor anything else shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So here's my question. During this Lenten season, what are you going to do with your legacy box? Are you going to leave all of that junk in there? Are you going to examine it? And maybe start trying to get rid of some of it, asking Jesus Christ to help purge you of all of those things that are just filling your box so that you don't have room for anything else? Are you going to remember the suffering of Jesus Christ, not just on the cross, but every day as he lived the life that we live so that we can have the relationship with God that we are called to have, that we were made to have? And are you going to fill your legacy box with the promises of scripture found in his word. I don't think there's any better way to spend this 40 days of Lent than to fill our lives with his promises. And so I just wanna ask you to please use this time to fill your life with the promises of God, to fill it with new memories so that you will have indeed a new legacy, not just for yourself, but for eternity. Would you pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you that, that you have given us minds to remember. You have given us minds to repent so that we may change our minds and turn to you. So that we may change our minds and empty all of those things that, that fill us up and distract us and, and destroy us from within. Lord, we want to thank you for reminding us of the suffering of Jesus who gave his life so that we might live. And we want to thank you, O oh Lord, for all of your promises contained in Scripture, which encourage us, which strengthen us, which uphold us every day. Lord, on this night as we begin this season of Lent, help us to take seriously your call to repent and remember we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Ash Wednesday is a service of repentance. It is a service of memory. It is a service of reflection. And it is a service of crying out to the Lord and asking for his forgiveness. And so tonight... I would ask you to please join me if you have your Bible with you or just listen, bow your heads and listen as we pray together, beginning with Psalm 51, a great prayer of repentance 
offered by King David at perhaps the most difficult, broken, and challenging time of his life. So would you bow your heads and would you pray with me these words? Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation, and renew a right spirit within me. O Lord, as we come together on this Ash Wednesday evening, we are called to remember our burdens. We are called to remember our transgressions against you and against one another. For who can claim that we have not rebelled against you? Who can claim that we have not hurt or injured somebody else? Who can claim that, that we have not manipulated others for our purposes? Who can claim that we have taken you seriously every day of our lives? And who would dare to claim that we have ever offered you the praise and the glory and the attention that you deserve? Oh, Lord, create in us a clean heart. Purge us this night and in the weeks to come. Help us, Lord, to remember all of that trash, all of that garbage, all of that rubbish that fills our lives. And, Lord, remove it from us as we turn to you. Lord, help us to remember that by your suffering, our, our sins are forgiven. By your stripes, we are healed. By your wounds, we are made whole. But Lord, help us now to take a moment to reflect quietly on those sins, on those distractions, on those high crimes and misdemeanors and rebellions that we commit against you every day. Oh Lord, break us down so that you may build us up again. Oh God, in the silence of this moment and in the days, nights, the weeks to come before the celebration of your death and resurrection, 
In all these moments, O oh God, we just ask that you would that you would purge us again and again. That you would help us to understand your suffering for our sakes. Why we do so desperately needed not just your example, but your your blood and your body. Lord, help us to understand why we need the cross. Help us to understand, O oh Lord, that indeed we are dust. And to dust we will return. Lord, on this Ash Wednesday evening, help us to help us to take seriously your call to repentance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A few weeks ago, a reporter called me for an interview to ask how we as a church were going to celebrate Ash Wednesday. Of course, then the concern was, would we be meeting together? Would we be observing social distancing? Would we be imposing ashes on one another's heads, breaking that six foot barrier and actually coming in human contact with one another? I could have never imagined that we'd be meeting here virtually like this, this evening. And yet, even though we cannot touch and we cannot feel the same things that we feel in being together in person, I still think it's important to observe the physical nature of Ash Wednesday, to observe that, that when we come together to impose ashes on one another's foreheads, it's not simply to declare that that we have done something for which we have accrued some sort of merit or that we have checked a box. It is rather so that we will be reminded, just as the ancient words say, that, that we are dust. Not that we're worthless, but that we are the creation of God. That we are nothing without Him and that it was by His breath that He breathed life into Adam and turned dust into flesh and turned flesh into life. And so even though we can't be together, I say to you these ancient words that know that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Know that you are a sinner in need of God's forgiveness. Know that you are a wanderer, a sheep who has gone astray, but who has a shepherd that loves you and is coming to find you. Know that in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. As we finish this service tonight, we want to do so in memory of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. These ashes are just another physical reminder of his very real death for our sakes. And as we move closer to the resurrection, we want to remember that his suffering, his death was just as real as these ashes that I hold in my hand. It's just as real as the life that we live. And it is just as real as the sacraments that we do take when we are together, even though this time, this service is not a sacrament. It is sacramental in that it reminds us 
of a spiritual reality. And that reality is that we are deeply in need of the grace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this evening, as we remember his grace, I want to share with you these words that remind us not only that we are dust and to dust we shall return, but to remind you also that you and I, we are his beloved children. You are his beloved son and you are his beloved daughter. And just as he said with Christ, with you, he is well pleased. Jesus Christ has called us by his grace. And here is how powerful his grace is. In Romans chapter 8, we read, Who shall separate us from the love of God? Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And now I know that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. As you walk by yourself, as you walk with your brothers and sisters in Christ over these 40 days, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. But remember that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Remember that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us to prove the love of God for us. And so as we turn into this season of repentance, let us walk in confidence, knowing that he gave himself in his body on the cross so that we might be dead to all, dead to sin and alive to all that is good. And now, if you would receive this blessing, now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for being with us tonight. I hope that you are ready to begin your Lenten journey. I look forward to seeing you again in person this Sunday at First Presbyterian Church. And I look forward to walking this Lenten road with you as we remember and repent together. Good night. Be warm, be safe, be careful. And I look forward to seeing you soon.